So you messed up your exam, right? Once, twice, maybe once, but you didn't attend that one college class on a Monday morning, so no more retakes for you. Whatever you're big for, or even top 20, contract stipulated mortal sin, they are showing you the door. Naturally, you probably panic first. You are upset, you desperately run to colleagues for advice. As your notice period ticks away, knowledge spreads about your imminent departure, your workload becomes nearly non-existent, and so you find yourself spending hours with your eyes glued to various forum posts and self-proclaimed expert comments advising what someone in your situation should do next. And, of course, job posts. Many, many, many job posts. If this is you and you came across my post on a 20-something Google result page, at this point, you are probably desperate. Bear with me as I take you through some tips I have gathered during my own experience, and hopefully, by the time you finish this article, you will feel a little less stressed. Be careful where you get your advice from. So, it is worth reminding yourself that most probably none of your currently employed big four colleagues or counselors have gone through this, so their advice is naturally limited. Chances are they told you something along the lines of, make a list of top October 20, 1950 firms below ours and apply to each of their programs religiously or even apply to other big four firms. On the surface, this seems like a legitimate piece of advice, and I am sure they mean well, but in my own experience and from what I gathered from others who went through this process, this is not the best strategy. Why you shouldn't apply to another big four audit program. Big four firms don't tend to hire candidates partway through their training agreement. Not because they don't want to, their HR systems are simply not designed this way and getting an actual human to look at your application will be a real struggle. Big four graduate scheme applications are reserved for new ACA to be students, recently graduated from university with little to no experience in audit or accounting. In fact, these firms have been working hard to make it matter as little as possible what your CV is like pre-Big Four. This is good in many ways, they are trying to ensure diversity in their teams, avoid discrimination and optimize their hiring process by standardizing things. But for someone like you, this is a nightmare. You will face two choices, either apply to a regular graduate scheme as if you are yourself a recent graduate. This will lead to encountering many issues along the way, and you will likely be rejected because you graduated too long ago or because you're not a new ACA student, etc. These applications are also lengthy and tedious, so you will end up wasting a lot of time. Alternatively, you could try to get through to a human by sending emails to their recruitment teams. This strategy is also doomed to fail because the person responding to you will be a junior recruitment analyst, or something along those lines, who will have zero clue what you're on about. I tried this by sending an email to one of the big four student recruitment teams, and it went something like this. I am almost done with my exams and have already completed 1.5 years of my training contract. How do I apply? Please fill out the application to one of our ACA graduate schemes using this link. But I am not a graduate. I have experience working in another big four already as part of my ACA training. We design our recruitment process so that a candidate's work experience slash CV has no impact on their success in securing a place on the scheme. This is to ensure diversity. Great. I decided not to waste my time any further with similar job postings, but other non-big four firms may well do this. So beware of applying to fresh ACA grad schemes, this will almost definitely not work. Dropping a few tiers may not be the best solution. Applying to a firm several tiers below your former employer might work but may not benefit you in the long run. Now, this one might be controversial. I am sure you have already found a couple people telling you this is the best solution of all. The best thing about it is that if no top 10 firm wants you, you can just keep going lower and lower and lower in your list until someone eventually does. Isn't that fantastic? 
Stop it. There are a million reasons I can think of as to why this strategy is so so horrible for your future career, but I will list just enough here to hopefully convince you. You will be underpaid and may get attitude during interviews or even on the job. People working for smaller but reputable firms, think top 50, don't like big four graduates very much. Even qualified ones. They say they are entitled, arrogant and often lazy because some system or even a particular expert used to do the work for you. There are some exceptions to this, Mazars quite notably hires a lot from Big Four and even has a reputation for taking in part qualified Big Four dropouts, so if you are keen to pursue audit, make sure to check out their vacancies. But for many, many firms, this is the case. I read a forum post from a qualified accountant working in one such firm. He complained extensively about how people fail exams, leave Big Four and apply to companies like theirs despite apparently knowing nothing, expecting to get the same pay and how annoying he thought this was. Often, people at these firms misunderstand why some ACA students at Big Four fail exams and assume a correlation to job performance. This is usually not the case, and I plan to explore this in a future blog post. Your CV will look weird to recruiters for the foreseeable future. This one really depends on how many tiers from your current company you end up dropping. If you go from PwC to RSM, this is probably fine, and you can later find a way to justify your move at future interviews, less stress, company reputation etc., though I cannot promise it won't raise a recruiter's eyebrow. But this is not very realistic, as top 10 firms similar to Big 4 have strict hiring criteria and may not take you. Now, if you move from PwC to Bob & Partners LLP, this can be a problem. Why? Because most recruiters within the auditing-slash-accounting world, assuming this is where you choose to remain after deciding to leave Bob's team of delightful misfits, know the ACA takes three years. Or two years fast-track, but you'd have your it on your CV then, wouldn't you? When a recruiter screens your CV, they will suspect that you left your big four firm for a reason. If you're lucky, they will honor you with a chance to explain it as the first question of they're just following up on the resume you sent us call. If you're not, they may not even bother calling. Sounds harsh? Elitist? Whatever, welcome to the real world. Get ready to tell your story. At every. Single. Interview. So you finally managed to get your offer, and you are now a proud member of Bob's audit team, the 25th company on your list of CV dropping destinations. You stay for the remaining duration of your contract, pass your exams and are now ready to move on to pastures new. You apply to several more prominent audit firms and get invited for an interview. One of their questions is naturally why you left your big four firm and decided to work for Bob. This is the trap, you may not be able to lie your way out of this one entirely. Of course, you could say the world of big four was too stressful, and you wanted to experience the real nitty-gritty of audit and get your hands dirty as part of a smaller and tighter team. Keep in mind, 1, they can request your ACA transcript at a later stage, and 2, they can call your previous employer and ask why you left. Also, ethics, of course. At this point of the interview, everything is about how you tell your story and whether it is convincing. And this simply doesn't work as well when you left a top firm where you did X to do the same X at a less good firm. I'm sorry. You have less wiggle room and may not convince them. Your explanation options widen considerably if you follow one of my suggested routes, discussed further down in this post. You would have to work in audit for the rest of your contract. This one doesn't apply if you enjoy audit, but if you don't, you really could be doing something else, I promise. Read on to find out. So what do I do then? I would like to suggest a radically different approach here. Don't do audit. Gasped. So many people, again, they've never done this, will tell you that industry doesn't hire part-qualified people, non-audit jobs don't hire part-qualified people, 
tax firms don't hire part qualified people. Of course, the whole world doesn't hire them, only LinkedIn is bursting at the seams with part qualified job listings. Below are my suggestions of places that employ part qualified ACAs and will probably benefit you more in the long run. A niche big four team that ISNT audit, not necessarily big four, top 10 works here. This does not contradict my point above, I said you shouldn't apply for graduate schemes, not big four in general. Nowadays, many top-tier firms are expanding their divisions to include audit-adjacent things like risk-slash-assurance, controls, big one, data analytics, pensions, tax, environmental-slash-sustainability, also big one, etc. Some of these divisions may be newly carved out, so will be in desperate need of new hires that more or less know what they're doing, something like a dedicated controls team or environmental advisory will fit this description but due to budget constraints, they may not be able to hire as many fully qualified people as they'd like, so they will post job ads for part qualified ACAs. This happens relatively often, in fact, I almost joined such a team, having made it to the final interview, only for COVID to interfere with their plans, so by the time they resolved it, I had another offer. Think about some of the engagements you've been on and whether you gained any advantageous skills, maybe you know your pensions or your socks super well. This may well be the perfect route for you. Interview line, although I had two, unfortunately, leave, big four, firm having failed an exam due to personal circumstances, this was, in fact, the perfect opportunity for me to move to, X, which I always found more interesting than audit and develop my skills further. Industry. Part qualified jobs for these are really in abundance, though many will require you to have accounts preparation or accounting system knowledge. If you are really keen to work in the finance department, you may wish to consider taking a course in a commonly used accounting system to improve your chances of success, after all, you do have the time now. But if not, there are other departments to consider that may advertise part-qualified positions, internal audit being the key one. The benefit here is that you are joining a firm with all sorts of departments, so once you are done with your training agreement, you can probably pursue a secondment with another team or even location. A critical difference between industry and top firm audit is that your experience up to this point matters. Really. This post is aimed at people leaving a big four, or top 10, firm and with at least one year of experience, so I am assuming some knowledge here. But generally, the industry is less concerned about your exam failures and will value your experience more. So managing to secure a big four person may be a win for them, even if it is a disgraced one like you, haha. Some say that the industry favors the ACA, and that can be true but many of the larger companies will be authorized for the ACA simply because they have an accounting department, and the chances are someone has done an ACA at some point. This is worth exploring with them at an interview as industry tends to be considerably more flexible in what they can offer. They may agree to restore their authorized training provider status provided they like you enough. Or they may offer to link you up with an authorized training principal, someone in the firm who can be in charge of your training even if the employer themselves are not authorized, in another department. Industry firms can be less organized when it comes to your ACA, so be prepared to find your own tutoring provider if need be, though they would likely agree to sponsor. This option works best the fewer exams you have remaining. If you can afford to, as a bargaining chip at the interview, you can offer to pay for your own training, again, this is easier the fewer exams you have left. Depending on the remaining exams, the salary boost received from working in the industry may, in fact, cover your exam costs quite nicely. You should also be prepared to sacrifice some of your annual leave towards exams, this can happen with companies that provide only a handful of study days. Interview line, although I had to, unfortunately, leave, big four, firm having failed an exam due to personal circumstances, 
This was, in fact, the perfect opportunity for me to move to the industry side, which allowed me to work together with the company to improve their processes, rather than simply pointing out errors. Extra tip, look out for fixed-term contracts that have the same duration as your remaining training agreement. These often have less strict entry requirements, and they usually need someone ASAP. If it's a big firm, your ACA may be too much hassle for them, and they will offer you this in exchange for an immediate start and some experience. If the timing is right, this will also give you a perfect exit opportunity at the end of your contract. Consider self-funding your study. I had to put this one here because I know many people consider this, and I certainly did. While this is definitely not preferable and can be expensive, I honestly think this route may be better than some of the options from the beginning of the article. First of all, you should reset the exam you failed regardless. You would have to pay for this yourself pretty much anywhere, so this should be your primary focus. Then, depending on where you are in your agreement-slash-exam progression, consider ticking off a few more before starting a new job if the job hunt is sluggish. You can sit any exam except case study pretty much any time, so if you have some savings and time, do it. Some exams don't necessarily require tutoring, you know I'm talking about you, BST, and now that you are free from the shackles of your firm's exam schedule, you can really sit them in whatever order you want, one or two at a time. I can't promise this will definitely help with your job search but one, with each exam passed, you reduce the risk for your new employer, and two, if your future employer's ACA training is not so organized, you will suffer less the fewer exams you have to sit as you work. Closing words. A lot of people in your firm will offer you words of comfort along the lines of there's life beyond the big four, but I think these are missing the point as they always assume it is a given that you will end up a little worse than where you were headed before but maybe less bad than you think. There are many reasons why you may well end up in a better position, to name a few. You might end up getting paid more than you did before if you play your cards right. You will not have to pay back any training fees to your former firm as they are letting you go due to exam failure. You have a chance to switch out of audit earlier than planned, which might make you happier. You have a chance to switch out of audit earlier than planned, which might give you an advantage when applying for roles after qualification if you choose to stay in your new specialization. You have your old firm on your CV, and no one can take that away from you. If you use it properly, you may end up in a truly advantageous position post-qualification, Think jobs requiring big four experience or industry experience, you could have both. A final note, on switching from ACA to ACA. I know some people consider this when they leave their employer partway through, in my initial assessment, and I have considered this option myself at one point, it is not worth it. I may explore this further in a future post. A final tip, on the vague meaning of part qualified. ACA means you completed 12-15 exams, but many employers don't. Don't feel like you can't apply to part qualified job posts because of this, apply anyway and then check during the interview. Good luck!